Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number, let me check my notes, 83 of the Still City Insider Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Ritz, alongside Mr. Jim Wexel. Jim, how are you this fine election day? November, what is it? November 7th. I voted. I voted. You know, school board members are important, too. We've got a lot of book banners here in uh, Westmoreland County, PA. Book banners and, uh, you know... Book banners. Book banners. Book banners and book banners. Well, you know, you, you can't have that liberal agenda in the books, right? <laughs> you did your civic duty, Jim. So I did my civic duty, right. And uh, I, But today I have my Bobcat hat on. Do you know why? I do not. A year after Samantha graduated, they, qualif- they won their first MAC championship, Ohio U women's soccer, and they're going to play in the NCAA tournament at Michigan State. Oh, wow. Even though Samantha's not there anymore, and uh, her departure probably had a lot to do with them winning it all. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a Bobcat fan today. Awesome. Well, that, that's definitely exciting. The fact that you voted and the fact that the uh, Bobcats are on a tear. And it just so happens to be we had a, uh, our, our Tomlin Tuesday, the press conference, a lot of interesting nuggets. And uh, Jim, I got something in my shoe here. Feels like a pebble. Um, oh, sorry. George it's George Pickens. Pickens. George Pickens, <laughs> a pebble in his shoe. Uh, you know, a lot, lot of, uh, uh, I guess, just madness over the weekend with George Pickens and his Instagram taking down Sealer's photos. It was brought up to Tomlin today. Um, I know that you just love social media and, and, and the Steelers. So let, let's start there. What did Tomlin have to say about this whole? Uh, Pickens IG piece. He kind of chastised the media for uh, uh, making it into reality TV, and uh, that was to be expected. And he probably came in with that line planned. And uh, you know, he's not a big social media guy, although he did bench Martavius Bryant one time when he posted that he's better than Juju. He got personal with things, so it was a little different than what Pickens did. Pickens just unfollowed people. Pickens did what some of us do when we have snits on social media, you know, unfollowed people. I don't know if he blocked anyone, but took down some posts, you know, immaturity. Like we all, we all have flares of immaturity. And, uh, you know, it, it it's not a big deal, but it kind of is. You know, my daughter is Pickens' age. And we went to a wedding, uh, uh, family wedding in Colorado this past week, so we got a lot of time to talk. And um, she said that liking and following uh, like a, a girl's rival who's cute, her boyfriend, follow, there's a lot of breaking up over simple matters. It's a real thing right now with, with the, the next generation that's grown up on this stuff. It, it's a serious deal. So, you know, we as old people can laugh at it and call it uh, uh, reality TV and snicker, but there's there's something to it. There's something out there. There's a, a lot of relationships being ruined because of it. And, uh, you know, it shouldn't ruin relationships on a team either. And so you have to be wary of that. I'm sure Mike Tomlin was wary. We'll probably talk to him a little bit about it, but um, he's not going to magnify it in me. 
And interestingly enough, uh, you know, there was discussion in social media. I guess I partake in social media. Yes, I admit it here. I don't know what the hell I'm doing on it, uh, but uh, hit, hit, hit your, has your relationship stayed intact? It has. Oh, good. So yeah. you're you're not screwing up too bad, right? No, I just read I just read about the Steelers, but um, you know the after Deontay Johnson scored his touchdown, there there were pictures floating around of, of picking sulking um, on the bench. Uh, but what is it with Pittsburgh and these uh, prima donna wide receivers that we can maybe liken him to Antonio Brown? Maybe we can't. But there wasn't. I don't think it's Pittsburgh. It's just, what, there's two guys now? And, uh, you know, um, Charlie Batch came on the radio today, Joe Starkey and Ron Cook show. He talked about how um, it's a bigger deal than you think. Receivers coming. You know, Stallworth and Swan used to get fight to get Bradshaw's coffee so they would get more passes. So uh, this goes way back, receivers being divas to a degree. And it's not just Pittsburgh. It's everywhere. But Charlie Batch was talking about how um, he, he when he was a backup, he would go up to Ben and say, hey, you know, so-and-so hasn't gotten a pass today. And Ben would say, really? And they go, next series, they would throw him a wide receiver screen just to placate him. And Batch said, this happens all the time. Yeah. You'd be surprised at what's not reported, he said. Right. But what's what's interesting though, I want to go back to play from the the Thursday night contest last week. And you know, um there's a there's a podcast with uh, Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson of, of Bengals fame, uh, and Shannon Sharp, and Shannon Sharp re- referred to Pickens feet as lazy on that touchdown catch that was overruled, that he had more than enough time to get his foot down. Well, uh, we all know that. I mean, yeah. we all know that. I don't know if he's lazy, he just thought he was in. Mm-hmm. I, that's the way I saw it. I, I, I don't know that he's lazy because he can toe tap. He gets it down. He does a good job with that. Yeah. You know, be careful with the lazy stuff. You know, Chad Ochocinco is another diva. So, you know, and, and the Sharp Boys, man, <laughs> they wanted the <laughs> damn ball too. Uh, yeah. I just, I just thought that was interesting. And you know, hey, l- l- let me interject, Jeremy. I think that might have been part of Pickens' problem: disappointment in himself for not getting that touchdown. Yeah, And, you know, that can – you have your own issues that can manifest into issues with other people. So that was probably at the core of it all, him not scoring that touchdown. And and, and that's what I was going to get to is that, you know, following that play, he didn't get his feet down, that he's on the sideline, pissed at himself that, hey, I could have made this play, I didn't. Uh, but we are seeing a little bit of, of heat come out of that, a little bit of uh, – blowback but it was addressed today in Tomlin's press conference let's hope it's a non-issue moving forward uh but then probably something that's more important related to the game of football actually is the fact that Broderick Jones after a a solid performance uh is only listed as a co-starter <laughs> at the tackle position right tackle position it doesn't make sense Jim well I mean it makes sense in the way that they don't want to throw chooks away they're doing the same thing they did with joey porter over at the corner over levi wallace you know it become it's obvious that he should start but one more week let's 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 make sure it wasn't a mirage and tomlin went out of his way i thought emphasizing that chooks was benched for acting out in the jacksonville game he may have read my column where i said that's just an excuse coaches a coach needed 
to put the better player in finally. But uh, uh, he says, no, there was a, there was a legitimate reason why he benched Chukes. Uh, now, if he's just saying that, whatever, I, I can't call him a liar. I don't know, but that's what he said today. So Broderick's going to, I would have to think he's going to start just like Joey Porter did, even though they wouldn't give Joey Porter the official nod. Uh, he did get the start and then got the nod. And so maybe the same will happen with Broderick Jones. Yeah. And, and let's dig, dig a little bit into Jones's performance. Uh, best rushing output that we've had all season. And we we saw maybe a little bit more of a balanced attack from Najee Harris and Jalen Warren splitting carries. Uh, both performed very well. Can you attribute this uptick in performance exclusively to Jones being in there? Or do you think that this is a uh, combination of factors? Well, I talked to Isaac Ciamolo. He said it was good play calling <laughs> by Matt Canada. So, of course, what does that leave you to believe? That other games wasn't so good play calling by Matt Canada. <laughs> so it was good play calling by Matt Canada. Good uh, putting people where they uh, need to be put. And uh, he 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 praised uh, Darnell Washington. So we did a lot of stuff at the point of attack with Darnell Washington. And he came through. And uh, on some of those replays I was watching today, yeah, uh, Darnell did a great job blocking. And um, Isaac also said that he has to, to, they have to develop him as a passing threat so that when he comes in the game, everyone doesn't know it's a run. So it can keep teams off balance once he gets to be more of a receiving threat. So uh, that was interesting. And Broderick Jones, I thought, was a factor. And Sam Ballo played well. Dan Moore played well. Now, as for this, the use of the backs, <laughs> somebody did a great call, post on the message board. that Jalen Warren, if he had gotten all of Najee's carries, would have had 240-some yards <laughs> at his average. I think he averaged like eight yards a carry or something. And that that's my point. Give Jalen the ball. Stop this. Well, we've got to do this. We've, we've got to give the ball to the slow guy every now and then to, 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 to make the defenses honest. Honest in what way? Uh, so, anyway, you, you do need two backs. Yeah. I don't think they should be splitting. I think there's one back who should be getting the majority of the snaps. I, mean, I, I think you know, I think everyone knows by now who that back is. You've been you've been very vocal about that since the start of the season. Um, you can go back and check the the tape on that if you want to replay. But Jim, I think there's an overlooked component here in the improvement of that running game. It's something that I mentioned before we jumped on here, and that's Matt Canada on the sidelines. So Samalu said, you know, good play calling. That that was that was uh had everything to do with it. Everything. 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 I don't even know where else to go with that. I don't know why I wasted time talking about Sam Allo and Washington and Jalen Warren. You know, it was all Matt Canada moving down to the sideline. I mean, that was, I mean. He had a better, he had a better uh, impact. He had, you know, he could get closer to the players and give you that Matt Canada personality. It yeah. just, it's energizing. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was energized for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure I got that in there. A uh, couple other things that wanted to 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 discuss here today. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Joey Porter Jr. and his performance on Thursday night. 
Uh, he had stated that he wanted to cover Hopkins in this game. He wanted to to have him one-on-one. Some interesting stuff came out today at the press conference about that. Well, yeah, it was good. It was interesting, Jeremy. Um, Tomlin said, um, we don't listen to every – just because he wanted to play him didn't mean we said, okay, we looked at a bunch of other factors, and one of the factors was his poor tackling. <laughs> he didn't say that. He said, Hop. Tennessee runs away from Hopkins and they screen away from Hopkins. So if Porter's covering Hopkins, that's less run game. That's less Derrick Henry he has to do. Yeah. And even though he's a big corner, he's a physical corner, he uh, needs to be a better tackler. I, I assumed that that was all media um, baloney, but I was wrong. He has problems tackling. Mm. And so uh, – uh, I assume it's about hard work because he's not light like Deion Sanders. He's not a, a flyweight cover guy. Yeah. So uh, at least Derrick Henry, you know, 250 pounds of Derrick Henry coming around the corner at, at Little Porter. Yeah. That, but, that, you know, Casey has no problem sticking his nose in there. I tell you that. He doesn't. He doesn't. I know I would not want to uh, tackle Henry. That dude is a a beast. And once he... Once he gets an open field or just gets a little bit of space, I can't imagine what's going through a DB's mind, even a linebacker's mind, knowing that you got to tackle that guy because it just looks painful. Speaking but, of linebackers, what do you think of the new linebackers? Well, uh, g- good good segue there. So Cole Holcomb, um, you know, pretty pretty devastating injury. Sad to see him go out like that, especially when he started playing well. I mean. It, the maybe the best best game from the um the inside linebacker unit really just run defense cam hayward's back obviously uh but now with Holcomb out what uh how are they going to replace him well they got Quan. i mean Quan made the defensive play of the game but um Quan alexander can cover it, it Cole Holcomb was the green dot guy. He he was the play caller. He'd get the play from the sideline because he was going to be on the field three downs. Mm-hmm. Now, Landon Roberts has more experience with the Steelers' defense, has been here longer than Quan, who was picked up in training camp. And, you know, Landon Roberts, I have no no doubt that he has a great understanding and is a great leader and would, would be a great guy running the huddle. But he, he 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 can't be guaranteed to be out there all three downs. So I I'm assuming the green dot goes to Quan because Quan is a better uh, coverage linebacker and therefore would be on the field all three downs. Mm-hmm. But I mean these two guys, you gotta love them. I, Cole Holcomb was playing very well, and you like the three guys, the, the freshness. But man, not another. Now it's like Tom said today. It's a traditional setup and. Um, they're ready to go with that. He, he kind of said, so it's not a big loss. I felt bad for Holcomb. You know, he's probably watching the press conference. Hey, come on, coach. Yeah. But uh, a- so, yeah, and you also have Keanu Neal playing the inside linebacker on the dime as he has all year. Does it open the door at all for Mark Robinson? And it'll open the door for Mark Robinson to get some of those reps uh, to, to rest people every now and then. He'll, he'll get more playing time. Yeah. And then what he does with it, will determine how much more playing time it gets. Right. Yeah. Right. That's definitely something I'll be watching this Sunday against the Packers, which brings us to the Packers, the last of three consecutive home games before they start an important 
road stretch uh, going to Cleveland and then to Cincinnati. But what are you looking for this weekend against Green Bay? I mean, they're five and three. I don't I don't know how they're finding they're finding a way to get it done. Um, but are you seeing signs that this team is turning the corner, that they're getting better, they're improving? Um, oh, yeah. The run game for one. The run defense for two. You know, Joey Porter Jr. is going to help those sagging secondary numbers. That needs and, – and when Minka comes back, you know, he, there was not, no clarity today, but all Tomlin said was he's improving. Uh, he may – they're going to watch and see how it works this week, how how he works this week, if he works at all. So it doesn't sound real promising, but, uh, you know, that uh, I think things are coming around. And, you know, with DJ back, Pickens is opening him up. And if they start covering DJ, then, uh, you know, Pickens can get his feet down, get a touchdown and be happy. There we go. And give some give some hearts on Facebook. You know, go around to the writers and give hearts. Love. Right. We all need some of that. I'm going to make sure I do that once I get off here. I'm going to go. Well, you got to build your relationships up, man, and watch who you follow. And, you know, watch those other girls that you're giving likes to. Gotcha. See, my daughter told me it's a real thing. You're dropping some wisdom out there. Something that just came to me, Jim, real fast before I forget. Friar Friar Muth. I can't. Muth. I can't even pronounce his name. Any update on his status, where he's at? No, he's on IR, so he has to miss at least four games. I think he's missed two. Okay. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow there, your social media flow. Oh, well, I mean, I'm talking about Facebook. How can you interrupt the man talking about Facebook? <laughs> I don't know. You're on you're on a roll there, but I I, I was just I had to get that update there on mute. Um Facebook is a quagmire, man. You know what? You I know never- the kid the kids don't go on Facebook. Yeah, I never, when I was a principal, I never did anything with social media. And then once I stopped and kind of entered the world that I'm in now, I, I started getting more involved in it. And I was telling a buddy of mine today, I'm like, you know, I don't think social media has made my life better. No. It really so it hasn't. No, no. But you know what I'm going to do as soon as we hang up here? I'm going to check my Facebook, see if I got any likes. Well, you'll see one for me because I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some. <laughs> but uh, anything else before we wrap up today, Jim? Yeah, my ex-wife told me today that I need to color my beard. What do you think? Maybe people can drop some comments. I, I've never even thought about coloring hair, beards, anything like that. I think isn't that like, you know, unmanly? We good. It's it's you season. It's your 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 hardy veteran. Well, she was looking at it more from me, you know. Maybe you'll get a date if you color your your beard. I think that's how she was looking at it. You're not looking at it like that. You're looking for the sage wisdom of football talk. Well, that's I mean, that's what we get when we when we come to the Still City Insider. That's okay. So you say no to the hair coloring? No, nah, well, I you you be true to the natural Jim Wexel. That that's what I thought. Yeah, authentic. You know, somebody called me authentic in the uh, comments. It was the greatest compliment I ever had. I I can attest you are authentic. <laughs> Sometimes to my own detriment. Oftentimes to my own detriment. And with that, I'm talking too much. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I'm I'm holding you up, aren't I? Yeah, you're you're not holding you're not holding holding us up. You're 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 doing your thing. I'm just bringing it home here. That's going to do it. Episode eighty three. Uh, Jim, any. 
I know you're working on a book right now that, but that's further down the line. Yeah. I mean, go buy the Polo Molo book, 20 bucks. Uh, <laughs> I was at the wedding. Okay. And, uh, uh, family, you know, this was, uh, uh, Mark Giuliano, my brother-in-law, he used to be the deputy director under James Comey. I don't know how someone in my family, well, I have a great uh, sister. He married my sister and he's from Cleveland and he has a uh, a brother who's a Steelers fan. He has a brother who's a Cowboys fan, and you can understand why they might not be Browns fans, but Mark is a diehard Browns fan. But um, his brother who reads the Steeler books told me, oh, you're the, you're the guy that uh, writes the books. Uh, Judy sent my, Judy's my sister. Judy sends me uh, your all your books. Uh, what was that one where you took the road trip? I really like that one. I said, Steeler Nation. He goes, man, I love that one. That was so good. I go, he goes, and there's another one. I go, uh, the draft book on the clock. He goes, I can't remember. He goes, but I'll tell you this, and I don't mean to embarrass you. There's another guy that wrote a book that I really like best of all. It's called Polamalu. <laughs> that was another great compliment, though, because he did he wasn't trying to butter me up, obviously. Yeah. He was, he was telling me somebody else wrote this. I said, dude, that's mine. Yeah. Oh, I love that book. So anyway. It's in paperback now, right? It's in paperback. It's in stores. It's on Amazon. You can't get the hardcover on Amazon. Get the hardcover from jimwexel.com at 20 bucks. Yeah. It's reduced. It's a $32 book. Reduced. And uh, you can get my other books there, too. So uh, And Steel City Insider is a su- subscription site. We do a lot of good work there. Uh, we grind every day, every day, Steeler, Steeler coverage. And that's where you're going to find authentic Pittsburgh Steelers journalism. There you go. Well, that's I tell you, you want to read about my drinking problem when I was younger. There's some authentic stuff in yesterday's George Pickens column. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. There's the authentic gym. So, hey, whatever, whatever that leads me to. I'm going to check that out after I give you a heart on, uh, on, (laughs) (laughs) so give Jim a follow on, uh, Twitter at Jim Wexel. Give me a follow at still study and we will see you back here next week for episode number 84 of the still city insider podcast. Take care. See you, Jeremy.